2: now
4: Fire is not behaving like fire. Fire is not doing what normal fire does. It's doing extraordinary things. It is defined by the capstone people. Only they know the nature of this fire because this fire is not common fire. Together, lasers, microwaves, particle beams, sound beams, they're all classified as directed energy weapons, or DEWs. Directed energy weapons can be used discreetly, radiation does not generate sound, and is invisible if outside the visible spectrum. So the threat to national security is wearing your clothes, your shoes, it's you, your warm body and mind, riddled with deadly germs and bad intentions.
5: Hey friends, Sean from SGT Report with another blockbuster broadcast. That of course was my longtime friend and researcher Sophia Smallstorm. Leave it to Sophia to figure out what's going on with these directed energy weapons and plasma fires. Well, as we've seen before, it's another capstone event from the capstone people. And you, dear friend, are the enemy of the state. Hey friends, welcome back. Thank you so very much for tuning in. It's Sean from SGT Report. Guys, I have a very, very powerful broadcast here for you today. I've got my friend Sophia Smallstorm back on the line. And before we start, I just want to set the stage for you all. And uh, if you haven't yet heard my interview with Dr. Lee Vliet and Todd Callender, Please check it out. Red alert warning. FEMA zombie 5G apocalypse. It was the number one trending video over on BitChute. And I think it's important, guys, because we need to understand what their potential false flags are may be in the future and get the word out in order to prevent those false flags from occurring. That is the hope. And by the way, in this conversation, we're going to talk about the capstone people and the plasma fires. That's right. You're going to learn all about plasma fires today from my friend Sophia Smallstorm. But for those who've already forgotten what happened in Maui, please head over to thephaser.com and just type in Maui in the search bar and you will get a repository of excellent research and videos that document exactly what happened on that fateful day to the citizens of lahaina ground zero the same satanist lizards behind 9-11 well they also torched maui how about this maui gas chambers is green's one billion dollar fema center all about eugenics and depopulation and the maui cover-up continues as you all know check out the phaser.com to remember what happened on maui because guess what it's a rinse and repeat strategy they're going to use this card again and again why Well, because electron volts give them godlike powers. That's right. You're going to hear it from Sophia herself. Check out the cars down on Front Street in Maui. How does this happen? Maybe more importantly, how does this happen? How do fires ignite from the insides of trees, as we saw in the Paradise Fires and other fires in California? Friends, we're going to dig into the deep end in this war against humanity. I have a clip to play, but I think it's time to welcome my guest, Sophia Smallstorm. Welcome back.
4: Hi, Sean. Uh, thank you very much for your generosity and in inviting me back to your wondrous show.
5: My wondrous show. God bless you for saying that. Well, you're my <laughs> wondrous guest and one of the top researchers I know. And by the way, guys, if you haven't seen this clip, I'll just play it here because I don't know if Sophia's even seen this, but the totalitarian state, according to researcher Catherine Watt, has now provided itself with the legal license to stealthfully and yet blatantly eliminate its own citizens via pharmaco-military genocide. And I think a great example of that is not just the dues we saw in Maui or the mRNA vaccines, the bioweapon masquerading as a vaccine, but now they're spraying citizens. They're spraying the population, as is evidenced in this video coming out of New York City.
2: What the applying pesticides to pesticide, please. Go indoors immediately until the trucks have passed. The city is applying pesticides to, to reduce the threat West Nile virus. This is the creepiest...
0: Look at this. What the f- is going right around the window?
5: Yes, friends, I guess mosquitoes are now the deadliest force known to man. So we must spray pesticides wildly and blindly all over the city in the effort to what? Save humanity? To kill the mosquitoes? To kill humans and mosquitoes? Who knows what's going on now, but guess what, guys? The totalitarian state has now given itself the legal license to stealthily and yet blatantly eliminate its citizens. Sophia, where would you like to
6: begin?
4: First, I want to take credit for those words, stealthily and yet blatantly. And when I wrote those words, Sean, I thought to myself, is that a contradiction? So you tell me, is it?
5: Well, it's a contradiction for those who can't see. Those without the eyes to see and the ears to hear, well, to them, it's stealthful. They're not seeing it. They don't recognize it. They think we're nuts, right? They think we're conspiracy Mm. theorists when we Mm -hmm. point to the evidence. And by the way, there is, in black and white, evidence to provide that proves the fact that these people have provided themselves with a legal license to blatantly eliminate their citizens. To you and me, it's blatant. Mm -hmm. to the sheeple people it's stealthful
4: yeah yeah i kept the words as they were because i thought no it feels right but i don't quite understand what i just wrote here so you explained it this is why you have a wondrous show
5: (laughs) i'm here to help Sophia.
4: so yes so let's go back to the fermi lab all right There was, before it was called the Fermi Lab, it was called the National Accelerator Laboratory in Illinois, and they established it in 1967, and then it was renamed for the nuclear physicist Enrico Fermi in 1974. So in 1969, its director, whose name was Robert Wilson, he went before the Senate to ask for funding for something called a 200 BEV synchrotron that's a proton accelerator and the senator who received his request asked him it was john pastore a democrat from rhode island he wanted to know if there's 200 bev bev stands for billion electron volts so this thing was going to infuse hydrogen gas protons with 200 billion electron volts in 1.6 seconds. And the senator wanted to know if this would help secure America. And Wilson, the NAL director, said, no, I don't think so. He said it doesn't have anything to do with defense. And he said it has to do with defending our country except to make, to make it worth defending. This new knowledge has to do with honor and country, not necessarily defending the country, but to make the country worth defending. Now, that is a very circuitous logic for most of us, but it does kind of come to rest on its own podium as we discuss what has happened after that. So, a synchrotron, apparently the Russians were building a similar machine, a 70 bev, but America wanted to build a 200 billion electron volt synchrotron. So, Sean, you and I once talked about another synchrotron, and that one, everybody will remember. CERN? Because it's recent, yeah. It's owned by CERN, and it's called the Large Hadron Collider. So, that is something they tell us is looking for the god particle. And also, by smashing these particle beams against each other, because that's what this thing does, they're looking to understand more of the deep structure of space and time.
5: That's what they say.
6: Yeah. You and I believe that they're trying to crack
5: the veil. They're trying to splice the veil between the seen and the unseen. And I think they'd like to usher in demons. I think they want to open the portal that allows the fallen ones in the underworld to come back to this world. That's what I believe. And I think a lot of the science backs that up, including the little movie they made about CERN. Remember the little movie they made? It shows them trying to commune with demons and splice the veil between the seen and the unseen. That's what's depicted in that little movie they made.
4: Well, it's very occult if you you have eyes to see that stuff too. It's not just physics. And physics goes into... You know, these super physics and we're going to be talking about super chemistries today. So, you know, back then in 1969, this physicist Robert Wilson, the director of the NAL asked Congress for funding for this accelerator, but they got some and they managed to build this thing and it had some, you know, glitches, but then they, Through a big party because it did seem to work but he later left fermi lab because the government wasn't giving enough money to their projects and now that has completely flipped sean we have the government throwing money which is capstone money it's printed out of air it's not even printed it's digitized and it throws billions billions to companies like moderna to make this Quote unquote vaccine, which as we know is a defense owned countermeasure military weapon. And so because we have Catherine Watt to thank for this, we can now see how by various, um, various acts, they, the government has given itself these powers to defend the country. And I'd like to ask you, Sean, what is the country today? Is it that corporation, United States of America? Or is it America, land of the home and uh, land of the brave? And what is it? What is it?
5: It's USA, Inc. Like I know, I know the song you're trying to recall, but it's USA, Inc. That's where we live now. But it's actually quickly become global Inc. Globe Inc. Rothschild Inc. They they own everything. So now I was explaining this to my wife as we were driving actually yesterday and we're having a conversation about the depopulationists and why they care so much about depopulating. And I explained to her it's because it's like playing the game of monopoly or the game of risk. They own everything. They collateralize the debt with we, the people. So they actually believe they own us. And now they're calling in the debt and they're depopulating. That's what's going on here. They own the monopoly board. So now they want to depopulate because they want the earth to themselves.
4: But it's, Sean, it is through contracts and commerce, through paperwork and trickery that they can lay claim to. They don't own anything.
5: Oh, sure. It's all fiat. See, yes, isn't that they, the funny part? It's created. They own everything out of fiat. It's not yes, even real money.
4: They have laid claim to in all of this whatever they want, in such a way that they've gotten us to accept that they can claim right out from under our feet. They can claim whatever they feel like because they've got the labyrinth of words to do it with. So Watt came up with at least three of these um legislative manipulations, she calls them, that have been designed to create this totalitarian state that now has the right to turn on us and name us threats to it, threats to this United States of America, Inc., and thereby eliminate us and undermine us and paralyze us and strip us of rights so those acts I'll just say very quickly were um, the War Powers Resolution it's also called the War Powers Act and that was passed by Congress in 1973 and um, the National Emergencies Act which was passed in 1976 and then the Disaster Relief Act which is also called the Stafford Act and that was passed in 88 and Watts' own Words are, these three laws supply the pretextual basis for designating all people as presumptive terrorists, insurrectionists, combatants, or pre-communicable, asymptomatic, deadly disease carriers, such that killing us can be construed as legal and in the interest of national security. So the threat to national security is wearing your clothes, your shoes, it's you your warm body and mind, riddled with deadly germs and bad intentions. Those are my words from my newsletter. So, anyway, based on this, they can shop around and throw, literally throw, millions and billions at entities to acquire the means to do what they want to do to us. And... We are accepting this because we don't understand how fast and how deftly this has descended on us. This meaning the control of us as enemies of the state. So if we go back to excitation of atoms, Sean, am I saying too much? Would you like me to slow down or would you like to throw some stuff in on your own?
5: Well, once we get to Maui, I do want to play a clip. And uh, it features Bryce Mitchell, the UFC fighter who dropped some Maui Fire truth bombs on live TV. And uh, it just warrants being said that some people do have the eyes to see and the ears to hear. Even though at least 30% of the population might be NPCs, non-player characters who can't think on their own and essentially just stumble through life, there are people, a growing number of people, I'd like to call it a wave of awakening, that's sweeping the globe, which is why these people, these capstone people have fast-tracked their plans. Sophia, you've probably heard that uh, Klaus Schwab in the United Nations just agreed to fast-track United Nations Agenda 2030. It's now essentially UN Agenda 2025. Well, why would they be doing that? Because they know they've been uncovered. The people see the crimes and the people around the world are waking up, at least those with eyes to see and ears to hear. So no, your pace is perfect. You're doing great.
4: All right. So let's go to the excitation of atoms. All right. They began, this was dreamed up by Albert Einstein in 1916. And his thought was that if we excite atoms using light, the atoms will release excess energy. So I called them the greasy haired guys in the grubby white coats. Those are the scientists. They experimented with these concepts and they built something called a maser. All right. And so. That it stands for a microwave amplification by stimulated emission of radiation. And the maser was followed by the laser, which oscillates light to form a tight beam. They call it a coherent focused beam. And that beam has a lot of power. So the potential of weaponized lasers was really, um, undertaken by the military in the sixties through, um, various kind because they were kind of invented back then but then it was Reagan's 1983 Star Wars program the strategic defense initiative that really like made this explode this ex- experimentation with lasers so together lasers microwaves particle beams sound beams they're all classified as directed energy weapons or DEWs and this is out of wikipedia directed energy weapons can be used discreetly Radiation does not generate sound and is invisible if out, if outside the visible spectrum. So lasers travel at light speed and have long range, making them suitable for use in spare space warfare. I'm sorry. I bung, bungled that a bit. Suitable for use in space warfare. So this is where we'll go to Maui and not just Maui. I mean, we've seen this in many, many places, but fire is not behaving like fire. All right. Fire is not doing what normal fire does. It's doing extraordinary things. And this term, wildfire, that they have come up with, Sean, I came up with my own dissection of it. You know the concept of wild card in a game, right? Sure. So a wild card is player-defined. And this fire, they call it wildfire, I... Correlate it with the concept of a wild card. It is defined by the capstone people. Only they know the nature of this fire, because this fire is not common fire.
5: No, it's certainly not. And uh, you note at the bottom of page four in your latest newsletter here, let me do a screen share. This has to be disaster capitalism at work. The newest mega money scheme with impact investors trading funds behind the scenes so the new world order can be profitably installed. How else would we be rushed into smart cities in a flurry? Guys, United Nations Agenda 2025, they fast tracked it. So they've engineered hellish winds. Floods and fires top just about any other kind of human terror you could dream up or drum up, particularly if the government offers you a roof, a bed, and a bit of universal basic income afterwards. Come on, guys. They love you. They're here to take care of you. They may burn down your home and drum you out of the place you grew up, but they're going to put you in a little tiny smart city in a little hut and you're going to love them for doing it. But rather than rehash all of the recent creepy fire details and the moves of those in public office who are overseeing the rebuilding of what nature and climate change destroyed, let's venture somewhere else. And that takes us directly into this clip I wanted to play for you guys. Fortunately, people are waking up like UFC fighter Bryce Mitchell. This comes from The Benny Show via my site, thephaser.com. Um, I brought this Bible
2: in here tonight because I do believe Satan is taken over this earth. And something specifically I'm talking about is these fires in Hawaii. I'll be
5: donating $5,000 to Dan tonight to give to people in Hawaii because I know he lost friends, they lost their homes, they lost their children. And I love these people with all my heart. And we have to show Satan
2: that he can not do nothing through the power of Christ when we come together. <laughs> Let me ask you about your eye. Obviously, that connected with a couple of good that there. Opened up a cut of and underneath it. How much did that empower your vision? Oh, that's a scratch, man. I ain't nothing. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> hey,
5: um... Also, too, these these fires in Hawaii, I don't believe that they were natural. I believe they were man-made. They're trying to take the land from the natives. And I want Dan Ige to lead this world in prayer against the power of Satan. Well, congratulations on a great fight. So those two men uh, just beat the heck out of each other in the ring. They come together in Jesus Christ, and then they do get on their knees, and they pray. They pray for our nation, and they pray for guidance. They also pray that people wake up. And uh, I just wanted to share that with you, Sophia, in the audience, because some people know exactly what's going on here. People like UFC fighter Bryce Mitchell.
4: Well, that's that's very noble of him, and it's great that he went to the lengths to bring it up right in that scene, you know? Everybody should be talking about this because it's not something to bypass and move on with your own life because it didn't happen to you.
5: Well, by the way, if that was an NFL player or an NBA player or even a hockey an NHL player, that stuff would never go out on the airwaves. It would never be broadcast. And they would be disciplined, I'm sure, thoroughly for saying such words on a national broadcast. But on Dana White's UFC, anything goes, which I kind of like. It's an idea whose time has come. Free speech. Yep.
4: All right, Sean. I'm going to go to two points that I need to make. So we have these wild elements, wild hurricanes, wildfires, wild floods. And we have now this, I call it a wild earth as well, because it has to do with the ground. So, you know, solid, liquid, gas are the three states of matter that most of us are familiar with. And they do kind of relate to earth, water, and air. You know, earth, air, fire, and water, they were the four um, basic elements that the ancients spoke of. Well, there is another state of matter called plasma. And plasma is something that is very difficult for us to understand. So they call it literally the fourth state of matter in physics. And in 1879, this British physicist, Sir William Crookes, he identified and presented something that he called radiant matter to the British Association of the, for the advancement of science. But a lot of people refer to plasma as ionized gas, but it's not. It's really a state of matter in which an ionized or charged substance becomes so electrically conductive that even long-range electric and magnetic fields can direct its behavior. So plasma is distinct from other states of matter. It's not just a gas. And some interesting things about plasma that I learned, all right, its conductivity can be treated as infinite, all right? Plasma temperatures need to be high to sustain their charge, and plasma is measured in electron volts, okay? So there are laser-induced plasmas, magnetically-induced plasmas. The Earth's ionosphere, which is a very high um, above the atmosphere, is a plasma. Lightning is a plasma. And now, Sean, this really made me sit up. Fire, fire itself, if hot enough, can become a plasma all right so that made me think all right this wildfire this fire that doesn't behave like other fire and seems to melt all kinds of stuff in a short span of time the governor of hawaii josh green told us after you look at the layout of what burned and how much uh, this wildfire consumed he said this all happened in basically 17 minutes and that is not possible unless you have a different kind of fire and i would now venture to say that this was perhaps a plasma fire. All right. So maybe that's what we're dealing with. And this is where, uh, I had found a YouTube channel that, that gave me this term. The guy is Jeff Snyder too. And did you look at some of his videos, Sean?
5: Did I did. I've actually, yeah, I played some of that as B roll during our conversation here. Yeah.
4: Okay. Good. So Jeff shows In one of his videos, this fire that just snakes along the ground, he's in some kind of open terrain, and it's like a snake. It follows a line, and it seems to burn only what is immediately above it, and it's going very, very fast. It's sending heat and flames out of the earth, and that's what I call the wild earth. This is a new kind of property that the earth seems to demonstrate Only when the capstone people, you know, when their intentions are behind this. So I had the chance to speak to Robert Brain. He is from Northern California. He's an arborist by trade, and he became a forensic arborist. This is his own term. When he started to look carefully at the effects of these recent wildfires, so-called wildfires in California. And he says that, you know, he believes these are microwave fires, and they seem to be generated for purposes of property destruction. And then a term that I'm going to throw out many times now, and I have already in interviews, population dislocation. So through terror and harassment with these hellish engineered winds, fires, floods, the wild earth, the new wild earth, they are causing population dislocation and subsequent relocation on their terms,
5: right? Right. I actually jotted that down. Guys, let that sink in. This is very, very important. Uh, Robert Brahm calls these fires microwave fires. Now, Sophia's research is indicating that they may be actually plasma fires. That might be the better suited term, but they are deliberately generated for the purposes of property destruction and population dislocation. You know, Sophia, I always used to ask when I'd see that Agenda 2030 map, how in the world are they going to get people out of their homes, and into big 15-minute smart cities. How in the world are they going to do that? It's not possible. They can't. How in the world could they possibly accomplish that by 2030? Well, I think one of the tools in their tool belt are dues, directed energy weapons and these plasma fires. Obviously. Obviously, that's what they're doing.
4: Let me throw another concept out, which I don't have any proof of, Sean, but my gut tells me something like this is very possible. So... Way back, I had a graphic artist that I worked with, and he had a Mac. And, you know, Macs are really cool, and all the graphics tools that they give you are also really cool. So he was able, he had a pen of some kind, and he could draw on a pad, and it would come up on his screen. So I have never forgotten this. I mean, it's probably now just so commonplace to anybody who uses a computer that, you know, you could, it's like writing your signature with the mouse, but it's a pen instead. And I really think with this digital twinning of the world, they have something called GIS, which is um, a system. It stands for geographic information system. It's also called GI science. It's a sub-discipline of geography within the branch of technical geography. And a question that some people are asking is, can GIS be weaponized? Now, I am asking, can it be electromagnetically weaponized? Can they sit there with their digital twinning of everything? This is what 5G is for. 5G is to give them instant digital recreation. So let's call it a digital map, digital twinning of the world. They can watch it in real time they can make let's just say a simulation and could they take with a pen and just draw the line where they want the fire to go could they you know dot this property skip this property they go the fire goes to the property lines it burns up an actual plot And it skips the next plot, right?
5: Well, let me just jump in and say, there is the video evidence of what may have been pre-mapping of that Maui area. Prior to mm-hmm. the fires. Do you remember seeing the pictures, the video of the green laser beams? Evidently there was a satellite that passed over previous to the fires happening. I think the implication was it was a Chinese satellite, but I mean these people will tell us anything B- besides at this point in global Inc., It's all the same holding company. But uh, the satellite went over with the green laser beams in what many people believe was a pre-mapping of the location. So I think what you're saying is probably spot on.
4: Yeah, they can draw out with a pen They probably do it by hand first or by, you know, computer first, and then it gets delivered to a larger delivery system context execution, which is the laser, and then it gets transferred to the land, and then the script is acted out. The play begins, right? So I think there's some kind of they draw this out, and the fire no longer behaves. You know, I wrote a newsletter about Wildfires. This was back when we had a power out and we had to sit here for two days while they told us a wildfire was, you know, spinning through nearby. And at that time, the eucalyptus was burning. These were crown fires. Robert Brame is familiar with this. Eucalyptus is very oil rich. So as fire sweeps through eucalyptus forests, it burns these oil rich leaves. But this fire, this fire walks on water like Jesus. The creeks themselves burn, Graham is telling us. The trees that creeks support, meaning all these water-loving trees, these um, birch, willow, maple, they burn. And they burn in the trunk, which is the highest concentration of water. So that shows you in real time with your own eyes that water is burning. So how is that possible? And now, Sean, this is what hit me. They turned off the water in Lahaina. Why? Why? It's the no-brainer to put fire out. But in this fire, this type of fire, water is an accelerant. So this brings me to the super chemistries. You know, I learned about people, this was years ago, people who put the tea in the microwave to reheat it, or they put water to boil, and they punch for a little bit too long, you know, maybe two, three, four minutes, five minutes, and they walk over to the microwave, open it up, reach for the cup, and there's an explosion, and they get badly burned right in the face. This is called superheating. Microwave ovens have the ability to heat water past its boiling point without boiling it at all. So immediately when it's jostled, it turns into steam, and it burns you. It explodes. So superheating, there's also supercooling. Antarctic ice, they call it sky ice. Those scientists on Antarctica in those secret bases, they're studying this all the time. And it's very, very cold, and it doesn't melt into liquid. It gasifies. Okay, so it skips a phase. It skips an actual state of matter. So this has, you know, ignited itself in my head. And I'm asking, are we looking at superheating with these fires? Are we looking at sublimation chemistry, which is when a substance skips an entire state of matter? And what happens? What kind of chemistry is going on such that this Destruction doesn't even leave bathtubs or refrigerators, but it leaves certain types of metals and it leaves stone. So I don't know how to explain this other than to say that we're looking at matter being vaporized into carbon in a matter of a few minutes.
2: Order now
1: fighterflare.com
4: So, again, you know, we need people who are versed in chemistry, electrochemistry, to start commenting on this, and who know about some of these technologies. For instance, smart meters, the boats have smart meters now, and we know that in Lahaina, boats in the harbor erupted into, quote-unquote, fire. Now, how is that?
5: Well, the water was dancing with fire in Lahaina. And, uh, you know, you make a great point here. By the way, guys, I didn't want to interrupt Sophia, but uh, she just dropped a morsel of a truth bomb. Did you pick up on it? Rewind. Go back about two, three minutes. Sky ice. Sky ice. Have you heard about this little thing called the firmament? Well, Werner von Braun made mention of it on his tombstone. Psalms nineteen one. You might want to go check that out. But yeah, this is all part of a hidden history and hidden technologies. Advanced technologies, Sophia, are being used against we, the people, as they roll out and rush toward UN Agenda 2025. And uh, your point about microwave ovens is very, very interesting, that they have the capability of heating water past its boiling point when it doesn't even look like it's boiling at all. And in Maui, off the shores of Lahaina, we saw water conducting electricity. Meanwhile, Sophia, did you see the video of the blue cars that were untouched, or the blue umbrellas, and in some cases, blue homes? The fire just safely avoided anything blue, it seems. And that speaks to a wavelength, a frequency, I think.
4: And uh, the use of light, right? Because light is light. The visible spectrum has blue in it. So I also want to say that with these trees that burn like lanterns from the inside, I was theorizing, again, this is all theoretical, that the water inside the trees is being off-gassed by these superheated wildfire, um, this wildfire technology. And because it's turning into gas so fast instantly that it could be the hydrocarbon that remains that starts to burn so this is how the trees burn from the inside out because the water inside them is off gassed similarly if they had left the water on in lahaina you wouldn't have seen it coming out of the hoses it would have been gas and somebody would have had something to say about that right so they had to turn it off
5: so the other thing that we should talk about, and I don't know if it was in your newsletter, I don't think it was, but uh, the premeditated nature of all of this, we've got the soundbite of sleepy, creepy Petto Joe saying that uh, he had sent one of his FEMA top guys to Maui before the fires. he wanted to portray himself as uh, the commander-in-chief. He cares so much about the citizens of Maui that he had prescience. He had foreknowledge of the fires. God himself must have tapped sleepy, creepy Joe on the shoulder or in a dream one night and said, Joe, send your top FEMA guy to Maui before the fires start. No, it's all premeditated mass murder, Sophia.
4: Well, let's look at the words of Josh Green, the governor, because not only did he start this uh, emergency proclamation on July 17th to expand state-sponsored affordable housing, and it was a lot of low-income housing that burned. And I put videos on my blog by another guy. The title of this sequence is Lahaina GIS Weaponization, but he shows you in his video number seven. My blog is sophiasmallstorm.com, Sophia with an F, Um that there was a multi-billion dollar project already proposed, and it's owned by the state's Department of Hawaiian Homelands. And this is called the Village of Liali. And they have this planned, And but they had to remove all the old structure to get those people off that land, because they were likely opposing these new projects. So... Sasha Latipova commented, looks like the Hawaiian Homelands Department is going to move Hawaiians from the lands they used to own to housing where the land is owned by the government. So again, they terrorize us with wild winds, wild water, wild earth, wild fires, and they force us off our land, our homes, out of our homes, and then they put up their project to move us back into. But I want to remind people of what Green said, So these proclamations have to be renewed every two months, and they had to start them, and now they're renewing them, right? So now he has criminalized unsolicited offers on real property. So you can't sell your property to somebody who just calls you up and asks for it in three Maui zip codes. And in his press conference of September 8th, He talked about all this money, I call it capstone money, that was earmarked for rebuilding Maui in this new, better, smarter way. But this is what he said. He said that the era of climate change is already here. And I define climate, Sean, as there is a definition for climate that is exactly this, a prevailing condition of human affairs. So climate change has nothing to do with weather. It has to do with the condition of our human affairs right now. They're changing this. So that's climate change. And he said, the era of climate change is already here, and we're all going to have to begin mitigation tactics now or pay later. And his words were chilling. He said, the difference will be that if we wait, there will be loss of life. So he said, his exact words, what we do in Hawaii will lead by example. And when people see the pain we have suffered, they will take us seriously. Smart legislatures and governments will make good investments in mitigation, which means rebuild now the way you need to, to be smart. And dumb ones, dumb governments, dumb regions will eventually experience a terrible disaster like this.
5: Do you know what that sounds like to me? Mm. Extortion. These people are extortionists. They're absolute extortionists. And I'll give you another example of their extortionist nature. Do you remember the clip of Bill Gates sitting next to Melinda while they were still married, talking about the next pandemic. He said, the next one will really get them to pay attention as they roll out Marburg or some hemorrhagic fever plandemic. You know, they're extortionists. And what you just described with climate change is extortion. Get on board carbon taxes to bankers, right? We have to pay carbon credits. We have to buy carbon credits to pay carbon taxes to bankers to prevent climate change. Climate change being the active phrase that they are engaging in. They are engaging in a change of the climate using directed energy weapons and evidently geographic information systems. Can they be weaponized? Well, a great discussion from team Enigma. I'm glad to see Sophia posted it on her site. I also posted it on my site, the and, uh, It's just great to see people waking up to this because it's all extortion. UN Agenda 2030 is extortion. They're extorting us. They've always extorted us. That's what they specialize in, Sophia. They're extortionists. The capstone people are extortionists. And by the way, they're pedophiles and child murderers.
4: Yeah. And I want to bring up one more thing. Which is this concept of island biogeography. I call it island biology. And the naturalist Edward Wilson, E.O. Wilson, wrote a book on this with another guy called Robert MacArthur. And they biologists used to be population biologists before Crick and Watson started to do microbiology and all this, you know, very small, tight focus into cells and whatnot but before biologists really got on their knees and they looked at turtles and ants and whatnot so they loved islands biologists because islands were discrete; they were cut off from other regions and they were more easily controlled and observed so now you've got maui and this particular region of maui maui's an island the whole sean ask yourself why the american military has bases on islands all over the world All over the world. They have military bases on islands.
5: Yes, and a directed energy weapons facility on the island of Maui. I believe the U.S. Navy had that, or does still.
4: Yes. So the, the theory of island biogeography maintains that insular biota maintain a dynamic equilibrium between immigration and extinction rates. So bring in the new, take out the old. So they're bringing in the new to Maui and they're, they're pushing aside and destroying the old. So when you look at Wikipedia, which explains this, um, equilibrium, I translate that equilibrium to change, introducing change and taking out the stasis. So they use terms like selection, survivorship theory. And I say, as you intrude on and bring new modifications to an island population, you can more easily track the results because islands lie apart and are therefore more easily observed and controlled. So this is why you start the 15-minute city on an island, especially one that's ethnically distinct, like the Hawaiian Islands are, to see how fast and clearly all the patterns break down.
5: Guys, I just want to remind you that if you are a subscribed star, supporter of sgt report or if you subscribe to sgt report.tv and support us that way you will get a free copy of the previous newsletter sophia wrote she'll remind us the name of that title in just one second but i just want to recap what was stated here uh was this governor green who said this this final paragraph in the era of climate change with enhanced storms everyone is vulnerable what we do in hawaii will be by example Yeah, he's a, he's an extortionist. When people see the pain we have suffered, they will take us seriously. Reminds me of Bill Gates. Smart legislatures and governments will make good investments. Dumb ones will eventually experience a terrible disaster like this. It's UN Agenda 2030 climate change extortion, my friends. And, uh, as Sophia signs off in her newsletter, she writes, electron volts give them their God power. They're telling us they will gladly kill us to get the world the way they want it.
4: Well, I said that about electron volts and God power, Sean, because that's what they tell us that the Hadron Collider is doing, looking for the God particle. They're exciting subatomic particles to get the power of God. And electromagnetism is one of the four forces of nature, according to science. So electromagnetism is a very powerful um, force, I guess you could call it, And if they can harness it, they can do a lot with it. And that's what they're doing.
5: Well, guys, as we round out the conversation, you know, I don't think that uh, Robert Brame of Northern California was wrong when he called these microwave fires, these new fires that we're seeing that can melt the glass, the windshields on cars. Typically, that takes a temperature of over 2,000, 2,300 degrees Fahrenheit, I believe, something like that. When a typical wildfire never reaches a temperature higher than 1,400 degrees, none of it adds up. None of it makes sense until you look into the alternatives and the science. See, it's a little bit like World Trade Center 7 on 9-11. NIST was tasked with the impossible job of explaining how World Trade Center 7 collapsed at freefall speed at 520 in the afternoon, After BBC reported about its collapse 10 minutes early, and it was an impossible task because they would not account for the possibility that explosives were used to bring down that building. So they had to come up with a cockamamie explanation, which took them six, seven, eight, nine years to explain the unprecedented collapse of World Trade Center 7 due to fire. Not due to explosives. So when we look at these fires, these new fires in Paradise, California, we're seeing them all over the world now, guys. I was showing video during this. We're seeing them in Greece. We're seeing them everywhere. And this fire that hit Maui, well, it can only be explained to a rational mind if you look at alternatives to officialdom. And that's what this conversation has been about today. Directed energy weapons, the capstone people, and their plasma fires. Sophia, if you have anything further to say about any of that, you have the floor. But then I do want to plug your site, avatarproducts.com.
4: Well, just remember the super uh, chemistries. Through super electrochemistry, they are mapping out what they want to destroy. And they can do all this remotely. And we don't know how to do this, Sean. We don't know how to do this ourselves. And that's why we're sitting here and we're being pelted with experiences that we can't even explain. I'd like to just say, the, uh, you know, water increases, if you increase the temperature of water, it will self-ionize, according to what I've read. And glass, if you superheat glass and it expands, which it does with heat, so you have windshields which are glass, even though it's tempered glass, held in a frame. So if you heat that glass rapidly, it's going to shatter out of the frame. So that's probably how all the windshields shatter, right?
5: Yes, I think that's right. And as we wrap up the conversation about the Maui fires, I just want to play this video from that same YouTube channel, Jeff Snyder 2. Now, of course, I posted this at com, but uh, this is a great repository to go back and find maui fire video and other directed energy weapons videos on this channel jeff snyder too but uh, what you're seeing before you here guys are two cars in an isolated field surrounded by unburnt homes and these two cars in this maybe one block radius it's smaller than one city block much smaller actually well these cars were atomized they were burned by what has to be directed energy weapons because the surrounding area is untouched and these cars have been burned, absolutely destroyed, demolished by fire. Alloy metal running through the field. Glass absolutely melted. How do you explain that, guys? Well, you can't explain it by a traditional wildfire. It's the capstone people and their plasma fires. That's what we're talking about here. And yes, it's all new to us because these are hidden technologies. But uh, just the work of Tesla alone lets us know that uh, there are hidden technologies and the deep state has captured them and locked them away in a closet, and now uses those technologies in nefarious ways against We the People as part of their capstone events. By the way, it was Sophia Smallstorm who coined that term, at least for me, the first time I ever heard of a capstone event, was when Sophia was on talking about the Sandy Hook massacre, and that being a capstone event. So yeah, what you're seeing before you here, the capstone people and their plasma fires, that's what you're seeing here, guys, as you look at two Vehicles, automobiles, absolutely burned to the ground, the alloy running through the fields, the glass completely melted, absolutely torched vehicles surrounded by untouched homes. How do you explain that?
4: Let me say something else, Sean. Look at how colorless everything is in the wake of these capstone fires, plasma fires. The color is gone. And, you know, when you hang clothes in the sun... If you wear your jeans, they'll eventually fade to white. So sunlight is an oxidant. It actually strips electrons out of fabric and makes it weaker and colorless. So somehow these plasma fires are super oxidation producing. They oxidize everything. And that's why they take the color out of everything, right? It's like a hundred years of faded gene material in a few minutes. See that? Yeah. Everything is gray and white. The color is gone because the electrons that constitute color and that give it texture and surface and structure, this thing robs everything of its electron content.
5: Well, let me say something else. Can you see the video that we're watching? Yes, I'm looking at it. Those are the steel belts from radial tires. Steel belted radial tires? Well, that's the steel within the tires. Now, think of this. Have you ever seen the pits, as far as the eye can see, of tires burning? You ever seen them where they store old tires and they catch fire? They'll just burn forever. So how, in a wildfire, did these tires absolutely vanish and disappear? They burned so hot, they burned right down to the steel belts within the tires. And that's all that you see. That's all that's left. That cannot happen in a traditional, normal wildfire. It's not possible. Uh, we got to get a scientist down to help us debate this, Sophia. I don't think it's possible. In fact, I think it's impossible. No,
4: it's because it's not a normal fire. It's super electrochemistry, and it happens in a flash, literally. I mean, it's like out of the comic books when you were 10 years old, you know, eating your Cheetos and drinking a Coke and reading your comic books. Now you're seeing it.
5: Can I ask you to speculate? Um, who's doing this? I mean, based on the work of Catherine Watt, I guess it's the totalitarian state along with the military. But what aspect of the U.S. military or what aspect of special ops or intelligence would do this to people? What kind of people sitting behind the controls would be willing to do this when they must know exactly what they're doing? They're just taking orders. Who's behind this in your view? Can you even speculate?
4: Listen, I always wonder that who executes this? What? you know, citizen, a person, human being says, okay, yeah, give, give me the controls, I'll do this over there. Sean, they always say that if the price is right, you can get anybody to do anything, right? And this capstone money is printed, or slap me if I say printed, digitized ad infinitum. It's the the stream, the flow of capstone money is infinite. It comes straight out of the international bankers' evil pockets, out of their evil machines, out of their evil keyboards. And it gets funneled to anyone who wants it. Samuel Adams, all these companies that gave you beer and donuts to get the shots, they were paid with capstone money. Everybody who shilled for that enterprise was receiving capstone money so somebody's getting money to flip these switches and oversee this destruction and maybe they're told look you know we'll save you you don't have to worry and they believe that i don't see how these people actually think they're not expendable if things go go south in some way you know
5: oh well they're absolutely expendable yeah they're absolutely expendable and by the way you said something really important Go back, rewind what you said there about money. If there's enough money, if enough money's thrown at them, they can buy pretty much anybody. Just recap what you said, and then I'm going to yeah, support you. Yeah, if the
4: price is right, you can get anybody to do anything.
5: That's right. And what did we see during pandemic? What did we see during lockdown 1.0 in the plandemic, the COVID-19 plandemic? And yeah, it was a hospitals. plandemic. The CARES and the PREP Act bought off the hospitals and the doctors and the nurses and allowed for them to commit mass murder, genocide, by prescribing remdesivir and paying them to do so, by venting people and paying them to do so, and by killing people and paying them to do so, and by putting COVID-19 as the cause of death on the death certificates, even if they were just a victim of a traffic accident, even if they were a victim of a hit-and-run traffic accident. I guess with enough money you can buy anyone, I guess, but not me. You can't buy me, guys. The deep state can't buy me. I, I would, I will go to my grave. I would rather... Die tomorrow, then sell my soul to the devil. And these people, the capstone people.
4: Sean, I know. I agree. Who are these people? Who are these people? Look at what they're doing to the earth. They're oxidizing everything in a matter of minutes. Everything they're told to do, they do. I mean, are there people who say no? Where are those people?
5: Well, I'll tell you where they are. There are people that say no. People like Dr. James Thorpe who said no. And all he wanted to do was inform his pregnant patients of the dangers of the COVID-19 bioweapon masquerading as a vaccine. And they fired him for it. Same with Dr. Sherry Tenpenny. She just had her license revoked, her medical license revoked, by the medical board in the state of Ohio. And the list is long of those who said no, and then they have to pay the price. Because in upside-down world, in this new world order, You, dear person, who cares about humanity and cares about the truth, you'll pay a price for sticking your neck out. And that's the message. See, they're trying to silence us all by victimizing those who dare say no to this depopulation plan and this satanic agenda, Sophia.
4: So, Sean, you mentioned Tesla a few minutes ago, and we're going to segue into my store. If you go to the books page of my store, you'll see it on the right side menu. Mm-hmm. I have a new book. I've gotten to know this woman. She's really amazing. Uh, the book, it's two down. The first one is Edward Dowd's wonderful book, Cause Unknown, which I still have a few copies of. And I would say to people, it's a wonderful coffee table book. Please get it. Um, the one below that is Wi-Fi Refugee by Shannon Rowan. Do you see it, Sean?
5: Yep, yes, it's on the screen.
4: Okay. So now, Sean, you know Tesla? tesla became electrosensitive from all those experiments he did and all that technology he unveiled for us that they're using now today which is likely even behind some of this super chem electrochemistry of theirs these plasma fires tesla was electrosensitive Mm -hmm. um the electrosensitive people of the world she's one of them this author and these people are not physiologically weak As many of us think, they are—they are the canaries. I didn't know about this fact. The canaries need more oxygen than other creatures, and that's why the miners brought them down into the mines because they would have these cages with canaries, and the canaries would be singing. And if the canaries stopped singing, it meant they weren't getting enough oxygen. And if the canary actually fell to the bottom of its cage and died, then the miners knew they were in deep doo doo, and they had to get out of there. Mm -hmm. So. Tesla had this affliction. Gru Harlem Brundtland had it. She was the director of the WHO. She became electrosensitive, couldn't be near a cell phone. She went public. And so did the chief technical officer of Nokia. And a lot of people in telecom developed this, quote-unquote, sensitivity. But it's really your body speaking out after Cumulative Stress, Mm -hmm. Cumulative Exposure. This is a great book, and I really recommend it. It has personal stories of so many people. It has a wonderful history of uh, telecom and wireless. And uh, I'm reading it now. I love it. And so I got it from her. And by the way, I met Shannon a few months ago, and then I just happened to write to her and say, okay, I want to carry your book. And at that time, Sean, she was sitting in a campground in Northern California, waiting out a quote-unquote wildfire that was threatening to burn her house in the woods. She has to live in the woods because she can't be near cities. And here she was in a tent with her boyfriend, sweating bullets because some damn plasma fire was raging through the forest that where she lived. And so I talked her through that. Um, I supported her as much as possible. I've bought her books now. And luckily, luckily, by the grace of God, Shannon's house did not burn down. So mm-hmm. she's trying to fix a few things that she, they did have some damage, but the house was saved and they've moved back in. So this is a real human being who's experienced two massive capstone wallops. The sensitivity to the wireless world, can't work, can't go in a restaurant, can't be near anything. And um, the plasma fires. Hmm. Sobering, isn't it?
5: Yeah, and uh, these people have early warning systems that work better than, I guess, some of us, right? They're not so much electro-sensitive as their early warning systems are just working.
4: Listen, she calls it a gift. That was a new way for me to, to understand it. And if you go to my homepage, I have started to build a little, uh, consulting business. I call it EMF plus EMF remediation. I'm working on a couple of houses now. And, um, I did a house where I took the, my meter to this guy's bedroom. He has risk of stroke and heart attack. He's very concerned. I said, okay, you got to mitigate your readings in your house because the meter was going nuts all over his house. So I went into his bedroom. I went right to his pillow, turned on my meter, and it's red, cancer-causing radiation where he sleeps every night right where his head is on the pillow. So I said, all right, your router is five feet away from you in the next room. And this damn thing is irradiating you all night. So we have to convert you to Ethernet. So I waited with the Spectrum guy, and we converted him to wired Internet only. And he has told me it hasn't affected my life one bit. He doesn't understand why people have wireless now. And I went to his bedroom with my meter. And guess what, Sean? It is still reading red. Hmm. Didn't Taking out the Ethernet didn't make a difference. I said, okay, look. This is your neighbor. This is your neighbor's router coming right into your bedroom and irradiating your head to the tune of cancer-causing um, uh, whatever it is, microwatts. And so now we have to shield his room. Hmm. So the n- neighbor's not going to turn off her Wi-Fi because of him, right? So this is what happens. And he has told me that even with his computer on Ethernet, he's sleeping way better. Now he's sleeping in eight hours instead of five, although the radiation is coming from the neighbor's house. So I'm going to do that next. So I'm open to anybody who wants to have me work with them. I have meters for sale and dirty electricity mitigation on the front page. And you get a free tutorial with me by phone if you buy this. And we can work together step by step by step. If you're interested, and I'm going to say something, Sean, the amount of stress people have today, they do not attribute to electrical energy. They think it's their lifestyle. They think it's the demands of everything that's going on around them. But once you take down the electrical energy in your house, you dampen the dirty electricity and there's a certain way to do it. You don't want to buy tons of those white filters and plug them in. That's not good for your house or you. And once you take the radiation readings for wireless energy, and once you start pulling all this down, pulling all this down, you calm down. Your personality changes. Your outlook on life changes. You wake up in the morning and you feel like a person who's been, you know, to dreamland and back. The dreams are amazing. Dreams like Hollywood movies. Once you take the electrical energy out of your environment People go to the movies today because they can't dream the way they're supposed to. Hmm. And then there's always all the other stuff. I recommend Mitochondriac Manifesto, Manifesto, Randy's book. The Miracle 2 Body Lotion I've just introduced. It's wonderful. And then down at the bottom of my homepage, do you see that, Sean?
5: Let me go back to your homepage here.
4: Down at the very bottom. Yep. There. Look at what I found. I was cleaning out my supply closet, and I found this beautiful banner that I did for a nine eleven Mysteries showing, and it's in beautiful condition. It's vinyl, and I'm offering it to anybody who wants to hang it in their den or their garage. How big is it? It's um,
5: 48 by 30 inches. 48
4: by 30. It's black, and do you know that from, I think it was World War One. the blockbuster was actually a high-explosive demolition bomb.
5: Oh, of course. Well, that's Mm -hmm. very interesting. So you just have one of these?
4: Just one.
5: Fifty bucks, guys, plus ten bucks for shipping. Of course, uh, Sophia, as I've plugged so many times in the past, is the mind behind 9-11 Mysteries, a documentary that helped to wake me up long before I ever knew that Sophia Smallstorm was the voiceover provided the voiceover in that film long before I ever knew her or ever interviewed her. So I was familiar with her work before being familiar with the person who produced the work, Sophia Smallstorm. If you guys want to support her, avatarproducts.com is the place to go. If you want to work with her on EMF remediation, well, you got the gal, you know who to contact. How, what's the best way for people to reach out to you specifically? How do people contact you?
4: Um, They can do it through my Avatar Products store at the bottom. Support at avatarproducts.com is the contact.
5: Okay. Oh, there it is. Right at the bottom. Just click that link. Our guest has been the mind behind 9-11 Mysteries, so she knows exactly what I'm talking about with NIST and World Trade Center 7, Sophia Smallstorm. The website, Avatar Products, is below. Sophia, as always, great show. Thanks so much for your knowledge and expertise today, and keep researching. We appreciate you.
4: I will. And keep up with your wondrous shows.
5: My wondrous shows. God bless you. All right. right. Thank you so much. Your check is in the mail. I love those types of compliments from people as smart as Sophia Smallstorm. All right, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you're still with us, guys, please visit us every single day and spread this far and wide within your sphere of influence on social media. But visit us every day for the real news and the antidote to corporate propaganda and the capstone people at sgtreport.com. Guys, thanks so much for being here. God bless you and yours. Bye-bye.
1: But why would somebody have a need, such a need, run by FEMA nonetheless, to do a nationwide broadcast for their emergency system? It doesn't make any sense unless this is a trigger mechanism, and that's yeah. what we've been worried about and speculating about. We know that they have the capability to do this, um, and our concern, of course, is that they've been gearing up for hemorrhagic fever now for many months,
3: um, and they've already declared a pandemic
2: back